welcome to the Growing for Success podcast powered by The Greenhouse, a diverse group of industry experts aligned to help you grow personally and professionally to the next stage. Let's grow. Hello, good people, and welcome to the Growing for Success podcast. In today's episode, we're going to jump into a conversation Preston and Allison were having about how they kind of got started here at the Greenhouse as the number two employee and the number three employee, and just what they learned along their progress into the development of the Greenhouse and just how they become such a tight-knit team, along with adding new team members onto the group as well. So let's dive into the conversation and hear what they got to say. You know, you and I are kind of, have been in our professional careers for a while. Mm-hmm. We've been professionals for a while. We were both at places for like in different industries for 10 plus years. Right. And just talking about how we've learned to come into a new place, the importance of observing and how you kind of ingrain yourself without being over the top, I think at the beginning. Yeah. Um, Cause like you came in after I'd worked with Patrick for Let's see, you started in March and I started with him in August. So it was only like eight months or something. Mm -hmm. So I still didn't know exactly everything about Patrick, but then you had to learn how do they interact and how do I interact individually with them, right? Right. Yes. Learning how the two of you interact was probably more important than each of you individually, I would say, just because you two were the team. And I was, you know, now the, the third person coming in to the team. So I really wanted to make sure that I wasn't overstepping, you know, I mean, cause a lot of places say that they're open, transparent, you know, they want open communication. Um, not all of them actually follow through, follow through or yeah. practice that. Um, so really observing and seeing firsthand that that was in fact how things operate here at the greenhouse uh, was good for me to know like, okay, this isn't, you know, just what they say or what's written down on paper. This is actually how they function. Being able to see that was really important. And you miss those things if you're too worried about what you're going to contribute or what you can show about yourself or your own strengths. And I think that was kind of what we were talking about yesterday was, a lot of people, if they're new to a job, or we were even talking about if you're on a board for different organizations, you know, when you're new to that group that already exists, it can feel like you have something that you need to prove or you need to show why you were asked to be at the table. And we were just talking about how we have found success in really just observing, listening, learning how the other members of a team no matter what type of team it is, how they interact with each other so that you can kind of adapt. That's the biggest thing that I think you did super effectively when we were starting this whole kind of greenhouse concept because none of us really knew what it was going to end up being. Um, but the fact that you had the ability to kind of sit back and listen and put your two cents in when it made sense because you're like, hey, I've kind of done that and this is what we did in that situation. Not being like, hey, this is what I've learned and what I think would be better. You were kind of allowing everything to happen while simultaneously learning how we're, because me and Patrick's stuff is still ever evolving as we interact. We've been doing it for a long time, but you even made a comment like a couple days ago. I asked you like, what if I reached out to him on this thing, even though he's busy? He's like, if it's you, he'll probably reach out. Because it's like, like we kind of have that thing where if I ask him a question, if he's available, he will answer it just because I just need it right then and I'll move on. Whereas newer people might come on and they might need a little more handholding to get through stuff, but we've been through so many things that it's just like, give me the answer and I'll just go on with it. 
Yeah. And I think too, with Mackenzie coming into our team and being here, you know, day in and day out, you pick up on those things that I've even seen her now kind of realize like, okay, yep, this is, this is how we need to tackle this, whatever item it is, but also being able to provide some guidance on things in terms of, you know, like let's not push the envelope on this or, you know, that can wait, not a priority right now. This is how I would approach him on this, you know, that sort of thing. It's all in the getting to know not only, you know, each individual, but again, how we all interact together and what the priorities are. And it's good to know that, like, like you said earlier, we both came from established organizations, like they were in the financial industry. So there was at least 10 to 20 people in every place that I worked. And I think where you were before, there was just as many. So it's so much different when for you and me, like I came in as the second full-time person, you were the third full-time person. So we can't really turn, there's, there's only a couple of people you can turn around to and look at and be like, Hey, what, what do I actually, what are we doing here? Like we were kind of figuring out along the way. So you definitely have to have that camaraderie and that ability to be that open and honest, which isn't always easy, but it definitely is easier when no one's hiding anything for the most part. Right. And I was just thinking about, you know, there's no magic potion or recipe or whatever you want to call it of how you get to that space with somebody. Um, you know, if I had to, to carbon copy how you and I came to become so close, I don't know if I could tell anybody how that happened. It just kind of did. But I think it comes from that whole, we both have been through the rigmarole of, you know, dishonesty or just the, the empty promises. Well, I was going to say corporate bullshit, but sure. That works too. (laughs) That, you know, we were both in a place where it's like, Hey, this is how it's going to be. We're going to be honest. We're going to be blunt. We're going to give each other shit, but we're going to take it too. And I think that just helped build a lot of trust and respect. And I would say those are probably the two biggest factors in being able to work with somebody and get along very well. So I guess I would say, yeah, yeah. If, if there was anything to replicate or say, this is how you do it, trust and respect. It always boils down to just what the people in your organization are like. And that's everything we find comes down to those things. Those things are hard to keep. And that's why I think we've grown the way we've grown is because we have that trust and respect for each other. We're like, I'm not afraid to say something to the CEO. You're not afraid to say something to the CEO. You're not afraid to say something to me. And with these new people coming on, like that's infectious. Like we want other people that are like that. And it's just so much easier to communicate that way because I, I there's so much stuff that happened in other organizations with like you talk to someone, you go talk to someone else, and you're talking about that person. It's like just just say it to their face if you're gonna say it. But the first interaction we basically had, um, like your first week, you tried to fire me basically. So that's that's how you know when you have the trust and respect of someone when they can like joke around about stuff like that. I really wasn't trying to fire you. I was actually trying to pay you a compliment. Like you were so good at your job. What would we do with you if we, or, you know, why would we need you if you brought us all these new clients and it just, it totally went the wrong way. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it's just little things like that where like I could have in other organizations, I could have like taken that serious and then been like so mad and stuff. But (laughs) We were in a small vehicle together when you said that, so I could it could have gotten bad, but we just laughed it off and we joke about it now. But um, what is one of the what's the biggest stuff that you've kind of learned coming from an established organization to starting in one like this? 
coming from an established organization, there's a lot of history, there's a lot of things in place, and those are all great things to have. The The nice thing about coming into a startup, though, is you don't have to live by the, this is how we've always done it, which has been so refreshing. However, that's a double-edged sword because you also have- I was just gonna ask you that. No, yeah. no resources, again, no history, no like, what did we do last time? And so even now, as we're getting kind of into our, you know, I'm a little over a year in now. So there's a few things that we're doing this year that we did last year. So we've got a few things now that we've got at least one under our belt that we already did that we can look back and say, okay, you know, we were able to improve upon it this year, learned lessons and implemented those changes. But yeah, I think the biggest thing, I don't know about like, you know, coming from one side to the other, always being open to learning things and not knowing where like the lesson is going to come from. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I think when you come from an established organization, you expect the other people around you, especially the higher ups to maybe teach you those lessons. And I feel like here, you know, I don't just expect Patrick to be the only one to teach us things. You know, I feel like I've learned a lot from you. I hope you've learned some things from me too. And I think that's really cool is that it, we're all leaning on each other that same way versus, you know, expecting it to be like hierarchical, if I said that word correctly. <laughs> It'll work. It'll work, I think. But that's that's a huge thing because we like hierarchy just to know like, okay, who's responsible for what? So if I don't get this done, who's going to hold me responsible for it? It's not necessarily, hey, who is going to get the blame out of this? You just need that to kind of know like who's going to keep that other person in check. It's not necessarily to be like, oh, that person has to do this. They have to do this and they have to do this. Yeah. That is a another great segue into a different topic, um, taking the blame, right? Because mistakes will inevitably get made. And one thing that I have learned throughout my career is not to be afraid to admit that you screwed up. All you can do is apologize for it, learn from it, and try to move on. And I think it shows a lot of maturity and professionalism when you can admit that you made a mistake, that you messed up. And I don't know if this is a me thing, if it's a, you know, age slash generational thing, but I feel like when I was younger, it was one of those things where if I admit that I screwed up, am I going to get fired? You know, like, I don't know if other people have that where there's that constant fear of, I can't screw up. I can't let people find out that I screwed up because I don't want to get fired. And, you know, I think I've been fortunate enough to experience that it, you know, usually it's not just one mistake that's going to get you fired. Um, that has to be a big mistake. Right. right. You know, so again, they're all learning opportunities, right? Nobody's perfect. Things are going to happen. Sometimes they might just be minor things like, oh, that's okay. We can fix it or do something different, pivot, whatever. Sometimes they're bigger things where maybe you have to apologize to more than one person or you have to, you know, maybe do something to make it right. You know, I've, I've definitely had my fair share of those experiences, but you just, you can't be afraid to own that. And I think the absolute worst thing you can do is try to pass it off on somebody else because like I tell my own kids this, the truth is always going to come out and it just makes you look like not a great person if you can't own your own mistakes. If people find out that you tried to pass the blame off to somebody else, whether they had a hand in it or not, just be mature, say, yep, it was me. Don't try to, you know, pass it off on somebody else or say, oh, but so-and-so did this. That's why I did this. Just 
own it and try to move past it versus keeping it going by bringing other people into it. There's a lot of freedom by taking the responsibility on yourself. Definitely. Thank you for listening to the Growing for Success podcast powered by The Greenhouse. Connect with us at growingforsuccess.com and subscribe to the podcast with new episodes every week. Let's grow.